Uh, the Quran is not talking about happiness. What's the Quran talking about? Purpose. You know why? Because when you live a life of purpose, then you get some byproduct. And you know what the first byproduct of that is? Happiness. Happiness is not a goal, it is a byproduct. Allah gives and He gives and He gives, and guess what happens? People become entitled. And the amount of audacity it takes to say, I didn't ask to be created. I didn't ask to be alive. Why are you so depressed? Because I used to have a lot of friends and now they don't like me. Or because she left me or he left me. That's why the universe shouldn't have created me. You see how like <laughs> absurdly petty we become and we this is what happens when purpose is missing. By the way, when purpose is missing, the smallest thing becomes your purpose. And when that smallest thing goes this way or that way, I don't want to exist. I don't want to believe in God. I don't want to believe in anything because I didn't get my, my way. Ya Allah. This is the, when human beings forget who made the Ar-Rahman made you with guidance. When you follow that guidance, you will not live a miserable life. And this is an incredible secret in the Quran. You know Allah doesn't talk about happiness in the Quran. People come ask me, Ustaz, can you tell me some ayahs about how to be happy? You know why? Because in the modern age, in the postmodern age, happiness is a goal. You know that, right? Happiness is a goal now. So how to be happy? You videos have very high views. Watch this and you will be happy. You know? How to find happiness in your life. Oh my God. And everybody's got some, you know, Hadith Abu Jahl TikTok on finding the secret to happiness. What is the Quran? The Quran is not talking about happiness. What's the Quran talking about? Purpose. You know why? Because when you live a life of purpose, then you get some byproduct. And you know what the first byproduct of that is? Happiness. Happiness is not a goal, it is a byproduct. Actually. When people study the Quran, when they engage with the Quran, what are they engaging with? Purpose. And what does Allah say about this purpose? And because of that, they should be filled with joy. He mentions happiness when they are pursuing Allah's word because now you have actual substance in your life. And by the way, the most miserable people you will find in this world are people who are running after happiness. The one thing they don't have is happiness. Why can't I just be happy? I feel like something's missing. Yeah, yeah. Something's definitely missing. When Allah gave us the Quran, He knew our emotions. He knew, you know, my psychological tendencies, my my weaknesses, my strengths. He knew all of that, and He took all of that into consideration, and then gave me the Quran. He says, "Allah ya'lamu man khalaq." Doesn't He know who He created? So we, the Quran is actually taking into consideration. You know, you say, "I don't. I feel like my mother doesn't understand me. I feel like nobody gets me. I feel like, okay, that's a." You know what? Nobody does get you. You know someone who does get you though? Is Allah. And after getting you, He taught you the Qur'an. Like after getting you. So when you study His word, you're, studying, you're, you're, you're learning from someone who gets you inside and out. He sees from deep within you to the outside. Parts of you that nobody else knows about, He knows about them. He knows them inside and out. And then He gave you this word.
Because he knows exactly what you need to hear. What we develop this individualistic attitude? Yeah, I know it says it in the Quran, but you know, I have a special situation. I have a different problem. You know? Everybody wants to be different. You know what that is? You want Allah to give you revelation directly for you. Because what Allah gave isn't special enough for you. You're too special for the Quran. This is actually the attitude. Watch out. You don't say it, I'll say it for you. I'll say it for you. This attitude is just masking, very thinly masking one thing. I am too exceptional for the exceptional word of Allah. And th that's why I don't come to Allah's book. That's why I don't come to it. I, I just I want Allah to answer my questions on my terms. Like I like Allah owes me an answer. You know where this comes from? This comes from uh, what's that? Uh, Siri and Alexa and Google and AI now. They're there to answer whose questions? Your questions. And what do we do with the Quran? Tell me what the Quran says about raising children. Tell me what the Quran says about women. Tell me what the Quran says about this. Tell me what the Quran says about that. Really? The Quran is your Google now. It's your, it's your chat GBT. It's there to answer your question. Allah is the one asking the questions. Who's asking the questions? It's Allah. He made you. He's giving you a sense of purpose by asking you pointed questions. And here you think, you and I think, we're in a position to be the ones asking the questions. We're the ones that have, until our curiosities are met, until we are impressed, I'll hear the answer, then I'll decide how many stars to give the answer. You know, subhanAllah. How far we've come. He says he created the human being and he knows human, being, human beings can go very dark ways if they lose sight of guidance. And that's why he gave them the Quran. So now, now on the one hand, he says, Human beings have amazing potential. They were created in the most beautiful form. He says, Human beings were created in toil and labor and difficulty and stress and anxiety. All of that is inside the word kabad. Then he says, he, he, he created the human being weak. Human beings were created weak. So he knows that we're weak. He knows we're, we're stressed. He knows we're, we're, under, we're under a lot of pressure. Then he talks about men in particular. He says, Men were, you know, what was beautified for men was their desire for women and children and piles of wealth, of gold and silver, and then branded horses or horsepower, right? And then cattle, which means investments that breed more wealth. Because the cow gives you milk, and then it gives you calves, and then they give milk. Investments that compound on themselves, right? ROI, right? An'am. And then harth, return on investment, the bonus at the end of the year. That's al-harth. This is what was beautified for men. You know? He knows all of that, and knowing all of that, he gave the Qur'an. He, knowing all of it. So when he says, khalaq al-insan, is a very loaded statement. He created the human being, and so he's in a best position to tell human beings how to live the best kind of life they can. Hey guys, you just watched a small clip of me explaining the Qur'an in depth as part of the Deeper Look series. Studying the Qur'an in depth can seem like a really intimidating thing that's only meant for scholars. Our job at Bayyana is to make deeper study of the Qur'an accessible and easy for all of you. So take us up on that challenge. Join us for this study, the deeper look of the Qur'an, for this surah and many other surahs on BayinaTV.com under the Deeper Look section.